Is podcast time. Hey everybody, how's it doing? Welcome back to Thoughtfully Absent-Minded. I'm your host, Sim. One thing that I wanted to talk about, right, was the was Frosty the Snowman. First of all, uh happy happy December. Uh Merry Christmas Eve, if you partake. I just want to talk about Frosty the Snowman. Real quick, I just want to talk about Frosty the Snowman real quick. Because I hear it at work a lot, and it started to piss me off. Because the lyrics are so certain, right? The lyrics are so certain. But, like, okay, so here's the deal. I did research corncob pipes because I was like, what the fuck is that? That's not a real thing. Turns out it is, and it's been around for a very long time. I just want so the the premise is that these kids make a snowman and then the snowman comes to life, comes alive. Now, first of all, the story's premise is that, you know, Frosty the snowman is a fairy tale they say. He was made of snow, but the children know how he came to life one day. So, it's this thing where it's like it's a fairy tale, but the children know, like, they know it happened. It had to have happened. Um, the children, but it says the children know how he came to life one day. Which is a load of bullshit, because they do not. Immediately the next verse is, there must have been some magic in that old silk hat they found. For when they placed it on his head, uh, he began to dance around, so they don't know. There must have been some magic in that old silk hat they found, because when they put it on, when they put that cap on that snowman, when they put that cap on that big ball of, of snow, that motherfucker came to life. You don't know it was the hat. It could have been a combination of anything. The real question is, did he come to life at the instant you put the hat on, or was there a small, like, buffer period, like three seconds after the hat? Was there a... Maybe there is a pentagram on the ground underneath the snow, cause it's a you don't know that. Maybe, maybe um the the coal they found and the button and the hat were all parts of a ritual. That oh, that's what happened. There was a man who was a devil worshipper, believed in the demons, was performing a ritual to sacrifice his body and descend to hell to join his brethren among the ranks of those following Lucifer. And what he did was he drew out this pentagram in about maybe, maybe I don't know, October for whatever fuck, maybe maybe around that Halloween cuz I don't know. Just cuz for convenience sake, he decided to do it around Halloween cuz he went, "Oh, this is the this is the spooky day. I'm going to do it around Halloween." And he drew that pentagram and he was wearing his his uh his very he had a very like period attire um he had a top hat and a cane and a very fancy jacket that was cinched with one button because that was the style at the time and also he was the leader of a big old coal mining industry 
<laughs> and so they they drew that pentagram on the circle. He had a bunch of people do that, and his his body was consumed in fire, and all that was left was his hat, the button from his waistcoat, and uh, two lumps of coal that were in his pocket, which surprisingly didn't get consumed in the fire. I don't know, it's demon fire. Figure that one out, scientists. Twit question, you can't, because it's demon fire. Um, and they got scattered to the wind. They just got strewn around town. Um, this happened in the forest outside of the town. Frostburg. Yeah, Frostburg. It happened in the forest on the outskirts of Frostburg. And, um, these kids eventually just found these items scattered around the street. One way or another, they ended up with them. And they made a snowman, and they said, you know what, we're gonna put these... How does Frosty have a mouth? They ex- I'm gonna assume Frosty doesn't have a mouth. And it's in his hand. Okay. Alright, hold on. Right to the traffic cop, and he only paused a moment when he heard him holler stop. So we do know that Frosty does in fact respect the law, even though Frederick is in fact a demon worshipper. So I, th- I think this is the tale of, of Frederick coming back, realizing that hell ain't all it's cracked up to be, and wants freedom, right? So they put these three things on him, this grotesque human mouth and arms grow out of the side of the of Frosty's body, and this human mouth appears on, on this being where there's a button for a nose and two, two fucking cold black lumps of coal for eyes, but he has his fancy top hat, and that fancy waistcoat button is no longer a waistcoat button, it is nose. So he comes alive, immediately starts screaming, because he doesn't realize he's back in real life, and he was screaming from the pain that he was suffering in hell. And Frosty knew that there was only one way to bring himself back, and that was, of course, to right all the wrongs he had done in his former life. But, it was a sunny day, and so he immediately left the children and started screaming just running around town, I guess hopping, because he doesn't have legs. He'd have to hop everywhere. Um, I don't think he could just magically propel himself forward through the snow. Uh-uh. What? Uh-uh. Uh, no. Um, unless he has the power to just ooze down into the snow and, like, travel across any substance that is snow and then... Like, pop him, reform himself later? That'd be kind of cool. But no, he hopped everywhere. Uh, because it says thumpity thump thump, that's the sound of him beating down the doors of of people that he's trying to right his wrongs for the people that he had wronged. Um, but he knew the sun was out, so it's just him. Let's uh, let's run, and we'll have some fun now before I melt away. So he's very aware of his mortality. He is a, he informs the kids that he's gonna fucking die. He is going to melt. And he's going to scream every second of it, because it is just pain. His body is turning into liquid. A broomstick? Why does he have a broomstick? Was this song made for a movie? I don't know anything about Frosty other than it's a movie, and then a song. But I've never seen the movie, and I think in the movie he has legs, like he's just a snow person man this is embarrassing i think there's actually a movie about this we're writing a new one and it's a horror film um but it's not horrific because it's like gory or grotesque or even like suspenseful or a thriller 
it's just one of those creepy pasta movies. And, and but um, so but basically, he's running around town just beating down the doors of people because he's trying to apologize to them and try and make things right, and nobody wants him inside because he's this horrifying snow monster. A traffic cop uh, tells him to freeze, and that's a funny little joke we threw in there in the second act. Yeah, <laughs> get it? Because he's a snowman. Um, but he knew he was melting, and he knew that he had he had, he was a he was a well traveled man. Uh, he never left the country, but he definitely left his town a lot. So he left Frostburg. Is that what I called it? Yeah, he left Frostburg, and the kids were crying because Frosty was fucking horrifying, and he said. Don't cry. I'll be back again someday. Uh, to imply that then that, that they shouldn't be crying now because they will need to cry in the future. But he uh, basically just thump, thumpity, thump, thumps uh, uh, over the hills of snow because he's trying to find some bitches. He's trying to find some people to right the wrongs. But I think what we find out in Frosty 2, um, clean those windshields. <laughs> no, Frosty 2, wind chill. There we go. Frosty 2 wind chill is that one of the people that he has to make things right with died. And now he has to try and make things right with their kids. And this is the first half of this movie is kind of down, down to home. Da- down home type of good hallmark, good feels half of the movie. We went from a scary uh, action existential film about life and death and devil worshiping to this sort of like hallmarky warm warm your heart trying to connect with the kids and trying to treat them right and like maybe he works at a soup kitchen kind of hard melts and gets in the part of him melts gets in the soup they fire him tries to work gets some money for the family and it's real good and he connects with them and everyone's happy and they're like you know what that and he has this like feeling in his soul uh, like there's like a checklist in his soul of these tiny little little uh, red flames that turn blue when he writes people's wrongs, writes writes wrongs that he had committed. But then he goes to find someone else in the second half of the film, and they left the country, and there's actually nothing they can do. And that's when Lucifer himself comes and talks to Frederick, and he's like, listen, my man, I don't think you're going to be able to pull this off. They're gone forever. You can't get on a plane to do this. You're trapped and you're going to melt and you're going to die. You're going to come back here and there's nothing you can do about it. Or some weird dialogue there where he implies that that he'll never come back or something. I don't know. Just taunting him. The devil's like, uh, but maybe. Oh, 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 here we go. Here we go. Um, But maybe if you if you double the amount of wrongs you do in this life while you're here, maybe, maybe I'll go easy on you. And maybe you can actually join the ranks of the demon boys, the devil boys that we got that you wanted to do when you first did this sacrifice. And then, and this is the best part because this, this is, this is the third movie. Frosty 3. Well, no, 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 no. This is, this is still the second movie. This is still the second movie. This is the second half. And the whole thing is like him reasoning with the devil while having to follow this like storm cloud that's producing snow because he has to stay in a cold climate to stay alive. So he's following this snowstorm around while the devil is like popping up and taunting him and trying to like get him to do this shit. And that's him. He's like battling for survival and also dealing with, with that the whole time. And by the end of it, it just drives him mad. His existence drives him so insane that that leads us directly in to um, Frosty 3. The 
Um, Frosty Three Sleet. That's a dumb name, but it sounds cool. I guess. No, it doesn't. I don't know. Frosty Three Sleet. Frosty Three Black Ice. Cause you don't even know it's there. Holy shit! This is genius. Okay, Frosty Three Black Ice. And this is when that thing I was talking about in the first movie, when we were talking about the first movie, comes into play. That thing where he figures out he can ooze, he can like ooze down and turn into snow and then travel like his soul, his essence travels through the snow. And at this point, people get a little bit confused in the continuity because like his hat and button and coal just sort of oozes into the snow and disappears and vanishes into the white. And then when he pops up in a new form, it's there. And people were like, well, what does that mean? What does that mean about that? Like, where does it go? It's a big continuity issue. Um, and then there are some fan theories about about it, how, like, maybe the hat uh, turns into just soul juice. Um, and, the, and the snow is just soul juice. But no, but then the writers come out uh, in like an interview two years later saying like, nah, we just forgot. And this is when he goes back to his hometown and all those people that he righted. And now this is, this is like, this is going to be a trilogy, right? But we're making it knowing that it's a trilogy, not making one film and then it being successful and going, let's make another one. So we might not ever get to Frosty 3 Black Ice, but it's the, it's, it's definitely the screenplay had been written, right? So this is when he can just like turn into snow and just and just like like go around anywhere and this is where the thumpity thump thump comes into play because this is when he's actually like just like in the first movie when he was like pounding on people's doors to like be like please come come please please i just need to talk to you i need to i need to talk we need to talk things out it's your old buddy frederick this time he's not saying anything they just hear those thumps on the door and then there's like one of the little kids who um, even though Frosty wasn't evil in the first movie, is like forever. And this is like five years later. We'll, do, we'll say that at this point, this is five years after. Like Frosty 1 happened. Frosty 2 wind chill happened like two and a half years after the first one. And then this happens two and a half years after wind chill. Black Ice is, is two and a half years after that. So he's been going around for two and a half years murdering people and driving people insane but once again it's a murderous snowman no one believes it michael fassbender's in this one because he was in a movie about a snowman uh it's a little bit darker that one about an actual serial killer who would hide bodies of i think children in snowmen and he was an investigator trying to find it that's the plot of that movie that's a little bit darker than what I'm brewing here. But he became, like, super superstitious and got into, like, demon stuff and, like, all that occult shit after the first movie because he saw Frosty doing shit and he's like, uh-uh, that's gonna come back and bite us. And guess what? Michael Fossbender was right the whole time! Frosty is coming back to murder us. Um, But, but like, it's been, like, two and a half years since Frosty's been killing people, so people are like, whoa, this snowman thing... Better, better be careful, kids. Better watch out. Better not cry. Frosty's coming to kill you tonight. But they don't think it's real because it's a snowman murdering people. If you heard that in real life, that'd be ridiculous, you know? So it's one of those, like, oh, obviously one of the first people to die is someone who just outright says it's not real, right? It's going to be one of, those, one of those things. This isn't an alien thing because in it, it's that's an alien, just so you know. Spoilers, I guess. It's an intergalactic entity. 
that feeds off of, I think, fear, which is why it turns itself into everybody's greatest fears, I think. I don't remember. I've never seen it. I've never read the book that it's based off of. Um, I've not watched the new one or the old one because I'm just not a huge fan of Stephen King personally. Not that he's bad. I just do not, don't really, I'm not drawn to his stuff. Uh, but anyways, getting back to Black Ice, um, the kids have to eventually team up and one of them sacrifices himself. Um, like they all like perform, like Michael Fassbender's character performs this ritual um, like he draws out this big old pentagram because he's been waiting for Frosty to come back. They're just, they just, Frosty finds out that he knows and there's like this cool like Batman and the Riddler style dialogue between the two of them. But they don't, they don't, that's like they can't, they're like in a place. Something happens that physically impairs them from touching each other. That's why Frosty can't kill him. Or maybe Fossbender puts himself in a waterproof uh, case that he built so that Frosty couldn't turn himself into soul goo and get in there. And so he's, like, walking around this, like, plexiglass airtight fucking case that's got some oxygen filter or whatever that Frosty can't get into. I don't know, because I have to explain because if it's airtight, then he can't breathe in there and he's going to die. He needs to breathe, but then Fro- Frosty could get into the thing. I don't know, man. I'm just spitballing ideas here. Um, but like, he's like walking around this like see-through case that Fossbender's in and they have this dialogue and then he finds out that he has this circle. So he's going to try and like break the ritualistic circle and Fossbender's like, fuck, well, you don't know where it is. And Frosty's like, yeah, but I can find it. I'm motherfucking Frosty. And so Fossbender's on this journey to find these kids because there's three kids. One of them has like the symbol of the fucking button no the button like uh like burned into his flesh. Each one of them basically is like permanently eternally marked from one piece of the uh of the of the hat, the button and the and the coal um because it like imp- it was like destiny in- imbued it, infused it to happen. It's this mad rush where Fossbender has to get the kids because Frosty tries to kill the kids, but he manages to get them first and then brings them all to this ritual place. But guess what? Frosty's one step ahead. He knows you're there. So as soon as they get there, Frosty's already headed there. He wasn't even chasing them. He just found it. Um, and they're like getting all prepared and they're getting ready. And one of the kids has to be in the center of the circle because the hat holds the most energy because it's that Frederick had a dope fucking do. He had a fucking slicked up, round dope pompadour and the hat contains all that energy and so like one of the kids is in the center and there's like so it's like this big circle and then three smaller circles that are like connected to it like inscribed in the ground and one kid's in the center with the hat and um he was the one that had the most dialogue and was kind of the one that like was like no guys let's do this this is a good idea um, and then, like, he's in the set, and there's all this soul energy, and, like, a barrier appears, and Frosty's, like, beating down on it, and, like, everybody's shouting and screaming, everybody's eyes are glowing, and it's, like, this big, like, oh, and, like, they're fucking, um, and then Frosty, like, punches the barrier and, like, sticks his hand through and reaches it, and Michael Fossbender's like, it's too late! now or something and then like a fucking like explosion happens and the ritual's complete the kid's like lying unconscious in the center and they're all unconscious but Fossbender wakes up and Frosty's nowhere to be seen and they're like guys I and they all wake up one by one and the kid in the center wakes up and they're like guys I think we did it Frosty's gone 
and like the hats laying on the ground and the coal and the button they're just there and they they're like all right well we we can't burn this because normal fire don't burn demon demon infused stuff so we just got to seal it away that's going to be the thing is that they can't destroy it because it's too strong um so they have to like seal it away and they put in like this this big old vault full of demon stuff and ghost shit that Fossbender created and as they're walking away like the kid from the middle like as they're cuz i'm assuming this all takes place in like a cave that whole thing with the with the circles and and destroying frosty happened in a cave um, and so as they're walking out of the cave, they all walk out of the cave, and the kid who is in the middle, who had that hat energy, stops, like, right outside the entrance to the cave and, like, looks back. And they're like, come on, Deborah, Deborah, let's go. And the, and, the, and the kid turns back, and he's like, yeah, I'll be right there. And he stops for a second, and his eyes, like, flash over and his eyes are just solid black and his and his fucking pupils look like two lumps of coal and that's the plot twist that the soul of frosty transferred frosty stuck his soul in the kid's body because frosty knew all along well we don't tell we don't tell that until the the fourth movie if we ever get picked up for a fourth film um um but in the fourth film you find out frosty knew all along that the only way he could uh, out fool Satan is to uh, put his soul in another human body and swap his soul with the with someone else's soul and steal their body. And then you find out, like uh, in the fourth movie, that the kid's soul is actually in the hat, the button, and the coal. <coughs> the good thing now is that Frosty doesn't have those fucking powers. He don't have that soul goop power. Um, and you find out that Frosty actually like fucked up one of the lines in the pentagram, and that's how he got in, and that's how he swapped his soul. Um, cause that was his plan all along. Um, and the kids, the, the kids energy, the kids soul is in those other things. And it's like this big fight where now Frosty doesn't have his magic powers, but he's still trying to murder people and they can't just murder the kid because they're like, whoa, if, well, if we do Michael Fossbender, who honestly got replaced by a different actor in the fourth movie, if it ever got made because we couldn't afford him for more than one film, <laughs> I don't know who he's played by now. I won't decide. It'll. It's just a mystery. He, like, figures out that they have to, like, put the soul of the kid back in the body because they can do that, and he knows rituals for that. They just have to, like, stop the kid from murdering the rest of the boys um, so they can do this, and that's the fourth film. But I think at this point I've been rambling for, like, 25 minutes, probably, about this weird, dark, meta frosty universe just because i thought the song was kind of dumb like the children know but they don't they say there must have been some magic in that hat but you don't fucking know you don't know you just said that the children know but the children in fact do not know that's dumb it's dumb and i hate it frosty's stupid Anyways, um, whoops, sorry, forgot to come back. I have to do this thing. Um, thanks for uh, stopping by, everybody. If you like the show, share it with your friends. Word of mouth is the only way I can really, I don't advertise this show. So just tell them about it. And if, if you liked it, and if you don't, tell them about it anyway so they can come and make fun of me, but I get the views. That's what I, <laughs> I'm shallow, okay? Um, thanks for stopping by, and I'll uh, see see you guys next time.
Hopefully absent-minded Oh, you and me Is Hopefully absent-minded Come and see Yeah Come and see